0: listening to The Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Thursday show for you. We've got a former Bachelor producer who has a podcast, is spilling some tea on her ex, who was also a producer on the show, and contestants. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Big Brother's finale tonight and today's guest on the weekly podcast, also going to break down Dance with the Stars, which I didn't even talk about yesterday, Survivor last night, and The Challenge last night. We'll get to all that momentarily. So let's get started with this. I know a lot of you have probably heard the rumblings and heard this story going around because it started back in August when a former producer that worked on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise in recent seasons... Went off on an ex-boyfriend who treated her like dirt, did a a seven-and-a-half-minute TikTok on it, and then kind of died down, but a couple weeks ago, this former producer, and we can use names here because these people worked on the show. So there was a former producer on the show named Scott Marson, and he was dating a woman named Alana, Alana Noel, and her podcast is called Recipe for Crazy. So she went off on him about three months ago on TikTok because she had found out so many stories about him and we'll get into it in a a little bit. But she just released part one of a podcast yesterday talking about her relationship and basically doing a whole timeline of everything that happened between them. But and she mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that a lot of it's and the reason she's even coming out and saying this stuff is because of a hard launch that he did with his new girlfriend back on, I don't even know what date it was, but he did a hard launch, but in his hard launch with his new girlfriend, all he did was trash Alana. So he has since deleted his caption, but clearly the second he put it out there, of course I screenshot it. So it makes him look even worse, the fact that he deleted it. But when he did this, I have I have a giant pet peeve when it comes to this in relationships, and this guy hit my pet peeve, and I just want to point it out. But basically, this is what he said. It's, it's kind of a long caption, but let me just read it. He said, I've heard stories about crazy exes my whole life, always thought they were a myth because I never dealt with one. Then world saw fit to introduce me to the queen of them all. This lowdown trash bag has spent the last four months putting a, in a jaw-dropping amount of effort and going to the lowest of lows of a human being can go to to try and ruin my life. I sat back and watched her go to outstand, astounding lengths to try and fuck up my name, my character, and my career. Her Cheeto dusted fingers blasted away on her phone through social media, fake phone numbers, and fake email accounts. I didn't do or say anything, didn't retaliate or try and fight in any way, so anybody that gives a shit could watch on full display her trash character compared to somebody that's surrounded by loving family and friends. The people in my life know me and know the truth to this whole situation. Those are the real ones, and I love you all. But through it all, I'm thankful for one thing this scumbag of a person did, which is stay the fuck away from me. Granted it took a restraining order to do, but still. And by By staying the fuck away from me, I met someone I was actually supposed to be with, someone I am so thankful for, a real woman. She is half the size and twice the woman. She represents everything that my ex is not. She's beautiful on the inside and out, whereas my ex was just plain ugly in both. She is a wave of fresh air and I can't get enough. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, hey-hey-hey, goodbye. And the pictures that he posted that were attached to that caption were hard-launching a new girlfriend. Let me ask you something. If you were this guy's new girlfriend, would that be touching to you? Would you get turned on by that? Would it make your heart melt that on your hard launch with your new boyfriend, all he did was trash his ex? Because I tell you what, sweetie, the next time he does one of these, when he meets a new girl and you become yesterday's news, he's going to write the same fucking thing about you. Guarantee it. So here's my issue, and this is something that I've always had. We've all dated people. We've all broken up with people. We've all had exes in our lives. To say after the fact about your ex and comment on her looks is so petty, and it's so immature, and it shows way more about you than it does about the ex. Because I guarantee you, Scott... When you were with Alana, you weren't calling her ugly physically. You literally called her ugly twice, physically ugly twice in this post. And I guarantee you when you were sleeping with her and having sex with her, I'm guaranteeing you weren't thinking she was ugly. So to be like after the, after the fact, you guys break up, you guys had a, a rocky breakup, whatever, now she's ugly? Doesn't that make you look even worse? such a pet peeve of mine. I can talk about an ex that I didn't get along with, or wow, uh, I really learned a lot about her after the fact, but I'll never go back and say, oh man, and she was ugly too. Like, fuck no. I was clearly attracted to her at one point. Just like you were, Scott. I just thought that was so bullshit that he did that. And then now he's deleted it because she's going off on him again. Well, first off, she has every right to go off on him after he left that caption. But I, I just think this guy, this guy's a real piece of work to write that caption when he's hard launching his new girlfriend. I, I, I can't imagine the new girlfriend thinks that's endearing because, like I said, the same thing's going to happen to her anyway. So, um, so that's what Scott wrote a couple weeks ago is when this happened. Alana has been very vocal about it on her Instagram stories since then, and yesterday she put out part one of a podcast where she literally recapped their whole relationship to give everybody the scope of what exactly they were dealing with here. And while she didn't name names, when she was talking about the show and the seasons that they were on, you could kind of piece together what season she was talking about, and you can kind of sometimes piece, which contestants she was referring to. Um, and I, I think that I'm not going to sit here and speculate about the ones that are just, I don't know. I mean, she, she tells a story of during a particular bachelor season that they were working on. She heard a rumor that one of the girls on that season during filming gave her ex-boyfriend Scott a foot job under the table basically jerking them off with her feet under a table when they were all having dinner at one point. Now, I'm not going to speculate on who that was. I have no idea who it was. But this is someone who worked on the show. Like, you know how for years I've always told you about the stories that I've heard about or whatever, and, you know, I just... And and I I tell you numerous times, like, the amount of things that I know about this franchise and certain contestants would blow your mind, but I'm not going to sit here... And be a gossip queen about it. It's just not going to happen. And especially if nobody comes forward and, you know, nobody puts their name behind anything. No. What I am here to say, though, is this Alana producer, former producer on the show. I mean, this is almost like the unreal situation where. was her name? Sarah Shapiro worked on The Bachelor for nine years and then creates unreal. And you watch that television show, Unreal. And it's coming from a former producer who worked under Fleiss and worked with Fleiss on the early seasons of The Bachelor. So when you watch it, while it is glorified for television, pretty much any contestant who's ever been on the show who watched Unreal said, yeah, it's so dead on outside of, you know, the exaggerations, but how producers talk to you behind the scenes and stuff like that. And this is kind of the same deal here with this Alana girl who worked on the show and all she's doing is telling her truth. Now, you're going to say, if you're defending Scott, you're going to say, well, there's two sides to every story. Okay, that's fine. But all Scott has told us is that one caption where he trashed his ex-girlfriend, Alana. He hasn't come out and told any story. So all we have to go off right now is Alana's podcast from yesterday, her TikToks, her Instagram stories over the last couple weeks, where she has said some pretty revealing things about him. And I don't believe she's just randomly out here saying these things about him if they weren't true because then she'd be opening herself up to some major sort of defamation lawsuit like this was her life and apparently we get part 2 of the podcast coming today where it's going to be even more you know based on what she said in in yesterday's podcast we're going to get even more today uh, about like yesterday's podcast was more the setup it seemed like for Hey, just so you know, this was our relationship and how deep into this guy I was because she was very complimentary of him. She basically did what Scott didn't do in his caption, like even though they have broken up and they clearly have some issues and they don't speak to each other anymore. She didn't just sit here and trash him on yesterday's podcast. She actually took the time to explain to everybody how close she was with him and how much in love she was with this guy. Now, I have a feeling today's podcast is going to be more of, you know, saying all the things that he did, but it makes it, it, it kind of makes it make more sense that she's like, okay, you have to understand where I was. This wasn't just a guy that I was fooling around with or whatever. Like, it seemed somewhat serious. So I'm interested to hear what happens today in the podcast that comes out today, this part two. But my whole issue was, my biggest issue is Scott's caption. I just, that is just so, so immature. Your ex that you don't like anymore, fine. You don't have to get along with your ex. And and Alana has even admitted in today's podcast, I'm not perfect. She even says I'm crazy sometimes. So, I, you know, maybe she did do some crazy things that drove him up a wall, and whatever the case may be. But the bottom line is when you write a caption, first off, hard-launching your new girlfriend, and you spend three-quarters of the caption Bagging on your ex-girlfriend? Totally immature. And number two, during that crucifixion of your ex-girlfriend, you call her ugly physically two different times, which makes you look like even more of a dick. And then to top it all off, you end up deleting that caption because you realize, oh, shit. Boy, did I look stupid. I mean, I'm guessing that's why he deleted it. You know? Somebody probably got to him and was like, yeah, that was about as immature as you can get, dude. But... Hey, that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. But there's more where this story came from. She has part two of the podcast coming out today, according to the podcast she released yesterday. So, uh, you know, I'll listen in today, hopefully at some point and we'll talk a little bit about it tomorrow and see if we can piece anything together of who she's talking about. But I'm not going to throw any names out there and speculate, uh, on any names and unless she, it is so blatantly obvious and we'll, we'll take what she says and then kind of go from there. But um, I, I won't know until the podcast is released today. So look for that. But man, this is—it's uh, kind of th- this is this is some tea for sure. And we just don't hear from producers from this show ever talking about their experience on the show and what was going on behind the scenes. Like we've all thought, like oh, there must have been some producer contestant hookup at some point. And Alana's just coming out and say, yeah, some contestant was giving my boyfriend at the time a foot job under the table. And then she's insinuating that he did hook up with contestants during a season. So I mean, this is some these are some serious allegations. And I know Bachelor Nation loves this shit. I just love the fact that it's coming from inside the organization, as opposed to me hearing it and saying, like, yeah, I know this happens, but then I can't prove it, even though the person who tells me stuff I, I'm I, based on what they tell me and who they are. I know it to be true. But if I just run with it, you're going to be like, well, where's the proof? And I wouldn't be able to provide it without revealing sources, which I'm never going to do. So um, I'm glad that there's a producer finally talking on record about shit that goes on behind the scenes because it's like, there you go. This podcast is brought to you by Ibotta. How does th- free Thanksgiving sound? Free Thanksgiving. This year, Abata is here to give you cash back and help make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete. Because who wants turkey without the gravy? Starting in this November, for the fourth year in a row, Abata is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start using a bot, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy. I've used them for Best Buy and Lowe's. Those are the two I probably shop at the most, and it's been great. I mean, the cash back you get, it's just like, Why would you not use this? So here's what you got to do. You got to download the Ibotta app and use code Reality Steve to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting this month. So just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code Reality Steve. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use promo code Reality Steve. This podcast is also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you are keto or paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Now, Green Chef has been a sponsor for a while now here on this podcast, but they have the best deal ever going with this code. All you got to do is... Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve250, use the promo code realitysteve250, and that gets you $250 off your order. Greenchef.com realitysteve250, promo code realitysteve250, and you get $250 off with your order. Greenchef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So tonight is the Big Brother finale. Final three, Bowie, Jane, Jag, Matt. If you do not know and you don't want to know who won the two HOHs, probably want to fast forward through this for the rest of the podcast, or at least for the next few minutes. Because, number one, I'm going to talk about it right now, and number two, this week's podcast, this week's weekly podcast, number 364, is with former... Big Brother winner, Rachel Riley. Season 13 winner. And we talk about it heading into tonight's episode, what we think, what our predictions are, and whatnot. I'll tell you right now. First off, Matt won the first HOH. Jag won HOH number two. So any thoughts that, you know, Bowie Jane could sneak into the final two? I, I don't think it's happening because now Matt and Jag will compete live tonight for the final HOH of the season, but considering their friendship and considering what each of them have said about each other and considering Jag had a chance to eliminate Matt during the last time and he didn't, I don't see any way that Jag puts Matt away and votes against him and takes Bowie Jane to the final two with him. Now, I understand that Jag has said in numerous confessionals he's there to win $750,000, but I also think that he values his friendship with Matt. So what Matt, if now let's just say Jag wins tonight, he should take Bowie Jane to the finals with him, but I don't think he will. And when he's sitting in the final two with Matt, Matt beats him probably six votes to one. I think the only vote that Jag is going to get if he's sitting next to Matt in the finals is from Bowie Jane, because Bowie Jane hasn't gotten to go to the jury house long enough to be seduced by them, where all of them have been saying in their post-show interviews and even in the clips that we've seen, they don't seem to value Jag's game, or they seem to put it this way, they seem to value Matt's social game more than they do Jag's comp wins. Because Jag has a better resume in terms of comps, Matt has a better resume in terms of social game. And based on the things Sari has said, Felicia has said, Corey in America have said, I don't think Jag gets more than one vote and it's probably going to be Bowie Jane's. If Jag has the balls to take Bowie Jane to the finals with him, he's going to win. I think he easily gets four votes. He probably wins 6 to 1, 7 nothing. But I don't think he's going to. I think he's taking Matt to the finals tonight, which means it's probably going to be pretty anticlimactic tonight because it's not going to matter who wins HOH cuz Matt isn't taking down Jag and Jag isn't taking down Matt. These two are going to be your final two. And it's going to be pretty much a blowout in the finals. Just what I think. And you'll hear me and Rachel discuss that later on today in podcast number 364. Survivor last night had one of its all-time classics where, once again, my head was about to explode watching the episode. Seriously. So we got 12 people left. They all voted for Caleb last week. And he pulled his shot in the dark. And he ended up winning. And, or he ended up being safe, which means that Jay went home. So now, with 12 people left, they split up the immunity challenge into two teams of six. Two winners, and the winning team got to go second at tribal council. So you had two a breakdown of two teams of six go to two separate tribal councils. So even within the 12, it's very hard to pick out who's on whose side Now it's broken down into either, into now subdivisions of alliances, and I was, you know, they were all over the map. They were making you believe that this was going to happen, and, you know, Jake and Caleb had teamed with Keturah, and the three of them were going to force a tie, and then on the revote, someone else was going to go out, and they were going to try and backdoor uh, who was it, Bruce, or am I mixing him up? I get confused, but... Keturah ended up um, killing that plan. She decided to not side with Jake and Caleb and Keturah sided with the other three on the other side. So it was four votes to two. Caleb was gone. And then the other person eliminated was Sifu got eliminated. And unfortunately, Sifu doesn't get to live out his dream of being on the jury. So he did not make the jury because they went first. He got eliminated. And Caleb is the first member of the jury and now there's 11 people left it's going to be a free for all i couldn't even tell you who's on whose side it seems like it's more voting block or voting block alliances now versus there's a set team that is running the show right now i don't know who's running the show uh, right now on on the season I, it just seems like everybody has a chance I, I think austin is doing pretty well for himself right i think he's doing well um <laughs> Uh, who else? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the major alliance is. Uh, everyone seems to not like. Katura has such an issue with Bruce. Bruce has an issue with Katura. I have no idea. I think it's still too many people left to determine who's in control of this thing. Now, uh, Dancing with the Stars from Tuesday night. I didn't even talk about it in yesterday's podcast. Dancing with the Stars from Tuesday night. Charity got f- four eights, which is good, but not for a front-runner. Like, before the group dance, Charity was, what, sixth out of 18? She was in, like, sixth place? Now, I'm not saying that doesn't mean Charity's not going to win at the end of this thing. I still think she's getting to the finals. I think it's a given she's getting to the finals. But I wasn't feeling her dance either. And I don't know what it was. She didn't do terrible. But she's had better dances. So I'm not really sure what it was. And... There's just... I, I don't know. I have no idea um, why they didn't put together a better dance. Wasn't bad, but it wasn't like blow your socks off, where she's had some dances this season that absolutely did blow your socks off, and she was really, really good. This seemed like a kind of a get-through-it dance, a ho-hum performance. And, um, but I'm sure she'll bounce back because she's one of the top three dancers on the show. So, yeah, I, I thought... Um, You know, Harry Jousey is clearly the worst dancer left, yet his fan base is saving him every week. And they love the showmance going on between him and Riley. I don't know if they've officially addressed it, but it's kind of clear to me that they're dating slash hooking up. But, you know, what do I know? And finally, the challenge last night. I just want the vets to get in there. It looks like we're getting them next week. I did not know when I sat down to watch the challenge last night that it was a two-and-a-half-hour episode. Holy crap. Did we really need two-and-a-half hours? Huey's gone, and who was the uh, uh, Jujoy? Yuyoy? I, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I Some of them were pronounced, uh, oh, Huhoi. who some of them were some were saying Huihoy, some were saying Hohoy. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she was gone first and then in the second episode it was Huey and TJ said basically chaos is coming. And I still want to know exactly what the lowdown is going to be and the breakdown of how these guys are going to compete. The vets that come into the game, is it just in the elimination or is it during uh, the challenges in the day portion? As well, I don't know. And if you get to an elimination and have to face a vet and you lose, does that mean you're gone or what? I don't – that's why I just want to get to this point of the show. I want to know what this twist is with the vets. We all know they're coming, but what exactly happens? So we'll keep an eye on out for that next week. Please don't tell me we have another two-and-a-half-hour episode next week. That was too much, really. If you're going to combine two different eliminations in the same episode – then just, you know, a normal episode is 90 minutes. Basically, at the end of the first elimination, they were an hour and 15 minutes in. So basically, it was two episodes that were an hour and 15 minutes each instead of one 90-minute episode. So I just, if you're going to do that, just keep the hour and a half episode and do 45 minutes and then elimination and then another 45 minutes and then another elimination. But um, yeah, again, once again, in the house, Kylan won. And he was the one that beat Huey, and he said something that was interesting. I didn't realize that he's the only person in the house that has never played with anyone else that's currently in the house. Then again, Kylan hasn't been on many seasons, right? He was on the first season of Challenge USA, and I think that was it. So I guess that makes sense. But again, we don't know who the major alliance is. It looks like it's American girls and international team. And then the U.S. men, the U.S. girls are all sticking together. The international players are all sticking together. And the U.S. men are kind of wandering and free agents maybe. But I, I'm enjoying the season. I I certainly think Horacio and Olivia, just because of the poster of the season, where Horacio is like the main feature of the poster as opposed to just having a group Picture as the photo for the season like Horacio is like the main guy and Olivia is right underneath him so something tells me these two are going far which shouldn't surprise anybody they're both great competitors after the the one season they showed us as rookies how great they were but it's almost like giving it away I mean I as much as I want Horacio to win are they really going to give away their winner on the season poster where he's like front and center I don't know maybe they will maybe he does win but I just he's he's a badass, and I doubt he's he'll get called into elimination. I'd, I'd be I'd be surprised since everybody saw what he did on previous on the previous season. So I can't wait, but this is you know challenge is a marathon, not a sprint, because it seems like those seasons run for like three or four months. But I will be watching every single Wednesday night. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. Podcast number 364 with former Big Brother winner Rachel Riley is going to be up in a couple hours from now, so check that out. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See ya!